Hello, hello, friends. How are you doing this week? Go get yourself a drink of choice. Sit down and come sip with me. Let's get ready for some girl talk. My name is Brandy Kimberly, and I am a fashion blogger. You might know me from my website, qbrandyk.com. Also, my Instagram is past the Prosecco blog. If you don't know that, go check out my blog. Check out my Instagram. It's got a lot of inspiration and all the things. So I know that there has been a lot of crazy stuff developing and current events and on the news with like war breaking out. It's just, it's insane. And I've been busy occupying my time following all of the things on the medias. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys are glued to the television as well. It is hard to tear yourself away from everything because you know it's going to affect us and you know it's just the unknown everything you just we don't know what's going to happen and it's we're living in scary times so I understand and I've been trying to shift my focus and get back to my what I normally do my content building everything and yeah it's been a little bit difficult But I'm definitely, my heart, my thoughts, my prayers go out to Ukraine. And I just, I hope that everything works out, that there's just peace. It's just, it's insane. I I really don't have any words for everything that is going on. But I'm just praying for everyone's well-being and that things get better and that people just set their difference aside and all that. But we're just going to get into the daily sip and talk about things that are better. So the daily sip is where I talk about like basic problems and things like gossip. And I don't want it to be very controversial or too heavy of a conversation. In the daily sip for this week, I'm going to talk about Instagram. So It's been said to treat your following, building your following count, separate from building your engagement. How do you get better with engagement? And I've talked about this before in a past episode. And to sum it all up, you have to be very attentive. You have to show up for people so they could show up for you. And it is a tedious, long process. I mean, it's very time-consuming. So I know I'm bad at it. If you look at my engagement, it really sucks because I put no time and effort into building my engagement. But I definitely need to set time aside. Time management, I just need help with all of that, honestly. But... That is what I know. I'm giving you this information. If you can work it out so that you can build your engagement, setting, sitting down for an hour, 20 minutes before you post, engage. Engage with various people. Engage with people that you don't normally engage with. Then post. Then another 20 minutes after you post, 
sit down and engage with people that you normally do engage with and then just kind of switch it up from time to time because that is the only way you're going to get any kind of engagement. You have to show up and kind of show people that you are here, you're you're pushing out content, you're reminding people that they need to go check out your content. I understand this can be very exhausting, but if you continue to show up and put in the hard work and effort and build content that is inspiring and helpful to your audience, they are going to use you as the source. They're going to reference your content again and again whenever they need stuff. Gaining followers, again, it's different than engagement. And we've talked about this before too. So to gain followers, you need to do IG Reels. That is not groundbreaking. It's been talked about over and over again. And I've been doing a few live streams. I hear that also helps, but it even helps more when you're getting together with somebody else and you're doing a live stream together. So I'm going to tell you about my journey with live streams because it is insane. Live streams is so hard. I cannot crack the code, guys. It is crazy. So live streams is nothing like doing stories. I'm pretty good at stories. I've done stories for many years. It's just, it's easy. You mess up, start all over again, and then you've said the sentence or phrase or whatever you were going to say. You said it so many times that you say it perfect, and then that's the one that you post. It's a lot of rehearsing, but when you go live, you do not get to rehearse. It has to be perfect as you deliver. And if it's not perfect, you need to know how to keep selling it and just keep going and make it funny if you mess up. So usually whenever I go live, I will see how many people are currently active. It will tell me how many followers are active on Instagram and I'll see about 30 every time it'll be like 32 36 and whenever I do go live unfortunately only five of those people of the 30 would show up and wander onto my live feed so some of them will stick around some of them will leave immediately and you just you never know so it's important to try to grab attention the people who wander onto your live feed it is important for you to grab their attention immediately I have been very spontaneous with my lives I have done it at various times I have done it with different intentions and sometimes I just did it just to pop on and I had no content behind my live feed Actually, I've done that more than actually having some kind of structure, reason, or purpose for my life. It doesn't matter whether I do it spontaneously or with some kind of intent behind my life. I get the same results. I do have a couple of fashion babes that show up and try to support me whenever I do go live, and I love them for that. 
I have also had some random people, some creepers that just show up on my live feed. And it has been very discouraging in the past. I I didn't like it at all because I was actually trying to be serious, show you guys clothes. Like when I was doing my, my outfit, my closet clean out, and I was showing things that I think I'm going to keep for spring and things that I'm going to donate I had some guys just pop on and they're just being dudes. And I'm like, I am not an OnlyFans account. I am not anything that is for male entertainment. I am a serious blogger. This is a small business. And if you do like fashion, if you're shopping for your wife, if you're trying to get ideas for whatever reason, like fine, you can stay. But I am not here for your entertainment. Sorry, dude. Goodbye. I had to kick off a couple. One guy I had to kick off twice on two different lives. So it's a little frustrating. I get a little bit passionate whenever this topic comes up. I am so annoyed by the creepers that show up on my live feed. And, you know, I just really, I'm trying to tap into the fashion fashion world of other fashionistas whenever I go live I would like to see them show up I would like them to just you know be like hey and we start a conversation and it'd be a good live show but that hasn't happened yet I don't want to give up because I feel like if you just give up then it doesn't get better so I definitely want to keep showing up and improving and hoping that I grab the right audience attention. But that does take a lot of time. Stories, again, way easier. People will refer to my stories after the fact. You know, it doesn't have to be. So, you know, people have different things going on during the day. And I think that's why lives are so hard to do. You have to grab the crowd at a certain time and it's just it's difficult to gauge that but on stories I can record that and post it in the morning and someone's gonna see it at night before they go to bed in the past try on sessions used to be a huge thing on stories I don't think they're a thing anymore I think people have when with their trial sessions, they have brought that out of stories and into reels. So now you see more reels of quote unquote trial sessions. Trial sessions were annoying anyway. It was nice to see some of the things that people shared, but then after so many stories, you're like, okay, I'm over it. Or sometimes you're just like clicking through until you see something that you really like, and then you'll stop your whole like scroll for that but I think reels are definitely better it's straight to the point versus long drawn out stories and every detail about the item I mean you might as well write it in a blog I know for me as a follower I like to see some outfit shares on stories but I also like to see some product share and then I like to just see people's lives like what they're doing anything cool anything that they're eating 
I, I just like a mixture of everything, and I try to do the same with my stories because that's what I like. Drawn out try-on sessions is just not the go-to anymore. But to grow your following, you definitely want to have engaging, consistent stories. You want your stories to always be a reference for people. And again, engaging. It has to be engaging. So I try to throw in a question box for people, not like to ask me because people don't give a shit. They're not, let's be real, only major bloggers are going to get like a hundred questions with ask me anything. You have to like gauge the questions towards your audience and you'll get more answers that way. Ask them about it's basically you're asking your audience about themselves and then they're more likely to answer. And then polls are the best. I like polls. Um, and then there's that other that I've talked about before, the newest sticker called Add Yours. Anytime I see people doing that, I jump right on board because that is also going to bring new followers to your account. So let's talk about lives again, the code that's hard to crack. I don't see very many fashion bloggers doing lives, and I did see this one doing a try-on session with her lives. She had like 300 people watching, and I thought that was really cool. I wonder if a try-on session live would be a good thing to do, but I think because I have such a failure with people showing up with my lives, I don't think it would be as successful for me, but if I kept doing them, I wonder if they would gain attraction, maybe become a trend. I will never know unless I try, so I think I'm going to try to do that one day, and... I think it would be a really cool idea to maybe do a live with someone else, another fashion blogger, so that whenever you try on an outfit, you talk about it, you go away while your friend comes in with their outfit and they talk about it. I think that would be a really cool idea. So if any of you fashion bloggers listening, if you want to try that with me, reach out. But again, lives, I think the hardest thing for me, again, is just having people show up for them. It doesn't matter. So I've been in the mindset lately that I'm just going to record and someone's going to reference it later. They're going to go back and watch it. And they do. Some of them do. But I would like actual live interaction. And that is hard to tap into in the fashion world for some reason. Again, I don't see very many fashion bloggers doing lives, and I don't think that a lot of fashion bloggers like to show up for each other for some reason. I don't know. I mean, that's just the impression that I get sometimes. I could be wrong. Maybe they just don't want to show up for me. Who knows? (laughs) But, I mean, that's just what I gather, I guess. And it's sad. I... I try to show up for my girlfriends, my my fashion girls. I love them. I show up for them whenever I can. I try to support 
genuinely support, you know, not this cute dress and then move on. Like, no, I actually try to leave a thoughtful, genuine comment every time. But I do have a full-time job, so like my blogging is part-time. And it's very hard to just be consistent and always be there engaging. So I know I struggle with that tremendously. And, you know, it brings me back to that one time that I ran into a blogger who was a small-time blogger and, like, totally turned the cheek on me, especially after telling her, like, hey, I'm a blogger too. And I wasn't, like, I felt like I wasn't good enough for some reason. Like, they just dismissed anything that I said by not checking out my page, by not engaging, by not following, by just only keeping me as a, hey, thank you on the DMs, but then just disregard me altogether. I mean, I and I met this person in person and it was just like a total diss. So, and I did some digging later, found out that this girl actually knows and is friends with like a mega blogger someone that has like millions of followers and I think that's why that has to be why because honey you got to keep your friends in high places you cannot you know I'm beneath it you like you know I'm I'm not big enough for her so whatever I'm not I don't I'm not gonna say that I'm not mad because that that was shitty But, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I don't want to be friends with a phony like that anyway, so it's fine. But my only, my only uh, encounter that I can reference right now, and it sucks. So I'm, like, waiting for the next time I run into another blogger, and I'm hoping that it's a better encounter than that one. And I... I'm just going to say it again. I don't get it. Like, we both had small amount of followers. We both were pretty much the same niche. And I really, really genuinely wanted to continue following this person and support this person. But it's like, how can I, knowing that I'm not going to get any anything back? I'm just going to be honest. Girl world sometimes sucks. It really does. Like, I... Don't want to sugarcoat it. Yes, I love the blogging community. Yes, I love the fashion community. It is great. But sometimes other girls just suck and they don't play nice and they can be catty. I don't know why. I don't know why people are threatened. And it's just, it's stupid. So stupid. And then recently had a podcaster say, fashion bloggers shouldn't be doing a podcast because they don't have the personality for it because they're, you know, bland. <sighs> Hard eye roll. Hard. Okay, I'm going to keep doing what I do. And if you don't like it, you don't have to show up. You obviously aren't. Maybe they did listen in on one of mine. I really don't know. But they had some really deep feelings and thoughts about fashion bloggers and it 
she made a statement that sound like she was listening. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wow, wait, was that a dig at me? It can't be. I mean, if there's other fashion bloggers out there that are doing a podcast, I need to know. I need to know this. I've heard of a few and I've followed all of them. All the ones that I've heard of, I've followed them. And they're all bigger bigger bloggers. Um, there was, what's her name? The girl from Slow Your Scroll. I followed her. And there was, for a while, there was um, The Darling Diary, Jessie Ashton. I followed hers. And I'm trying to think of the other ones. Oh, yes, the Bell Twins, Samantha and Samantha and Alexis Bell Bell. Love their podcast. It's pretty cool. Sometimes they give out some really good information. It's called A Double Dose. Check it out. I've been listening to them since 2017, and they're not consistent, but they push out stuff whenever they have stuff to push. For a little while, there was the Southern Tea, the girl from Moo Macaroons. I forget her name. I follow her. She did a podcast for a little bit, and it was it was pretty good, but I don't know why she stopped. I think something about needing a break, so she's not doing that anymore. And then there was um, that one girl, really big blogger, Courtney Shields. That's her name. She did a podcast for a while. I don't think she's doing it anymore with somebody was her co-host, and... Yeah, I don't think she's doing it anymore. I only heard maybe three or four episodes. And then Loverly Gray, that is one of my new favorites. I love listening to hers. She usually does her podcast, I want to say, with one of the girls that works with her or for her and her Loverly Gray little community. So hers is a good one. I like listening to hers. And yeah, those are my recommendations. I've heard every single one of those. And let me know if there's more out there because that's all the ones that I'm aware of for fashion bloggers doing podcasts, that is. So yeah, girls, supporting girls, let me know whatever pivot you guys decide to do, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube, TikTok, I will support. I'm all about it. Let me know. And with that in mind, another thing that I want to talk about is my Chicwish collaboration. I'm so excited. My stuff came in. And if you remember on my last episode, I was like, I don't know if it's a scam. I'm, I'm a little worried. Well, it's not a scam. Thank God. So I got half of my order in this weekend and I I did some shots I took some photos we went downtown Georgetown on Saturday and we took some photos it was really cold by the way and a little rainy but I ran into a HBO film set they're filming this I think it's called Love and Death show it's like a mini series that's coming out on hbo soon and it's about a lady in 1980 who like killed another lady 
who was like the wife of her lover and she was married too so drama all the drama i actually can't wait to see this and they have some well-known actors and actresses that i can't really think of one of them comes on american horror story and um i'm not good with names i'm not gonna look it up and everything but be on the lookout for that hbo show they shot it in georgetown texas the set looks so charming so cute they had retro vehicles and soda machines set up and i was trying to take a picture by one of the vehicles but i had my nikon camera and some guy from the set came up to us and said you can't use that camera here (laughs) i was offended i could use my iphone camera but i can't use my nikon but i mean i guess i understand but at the same time it's like it's a picture of me it's not a picture of any of the actors or actresses but I mean, maybe they might show up and I can't have it. I'm not sure. But anyway, I did get my photos. I got it away from the set, but you can kind of see some of the vehicles in the background. So it was a win for me. So, yes, I got my Chic Wish items in and I took some content. I posted it on my stories over the weekend. And I will say, honest to God, Chic Wish is actually one of my favorite boutiques, online boutiques to shop. I always find such cute, feminine, girly dresses, skirts, blouses, you name it. I actually did my Halloween costume I was um, a Bo Batten witch from Harry Potter, the fourth book. And, I mean, it was just a darling blouse that was like that blue. And it looks like it has a cape. And then it has a long skirt, just like the Bo Batten witches. And then I got my hat from Amazon. But, yeah, they always have such cute feminine stuff. And I'm not promoting it. Because I'm doing a collaboration, I'm promoting it because I love their stuff. And I accepted that collaboration because I love their stuff. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I'm, that I've said everything that I needed to say about Chicwish, but go check it out. I have a blog post that's about to release on Thursday. It will have all the links support me if you are looking for a beautiful dress for easter for mother's day for a spring wedding i'm gonna have it all in my blog post i will probably release another one the week after and another one the week after that i also have six more items coming in i saw that it got shipped off yesterday so i'm a little overwhelmed with content on chic wish but i think at the same time it's worth it it's i picked out beautiful spring items that are applicable for 2022 and i mean i'm just really excited it's a dream come true some other dream brands that i would love to work with one day is red dress boutique pink lily nordstrom definitely Nordstrom. I love Nordstrom. They have never reached out to me and asked me to work for work with them or collaborate. But you know, I also understand 
that I need to reach out to these brands too, but I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to build more before I do. So this is all going to be in my blog post, but I will say that Chic Wish runs small. You definitely need to size up in most of most of the things. You have to look. Sorry, oh, my dog's eating. What are you eating? Um, you have to look at the size chart. It isn't like a blanket size chart for everything. It varies. It it, it changes with each item. And I will say, like the blue dress. I could have gone down a size. I got a large, and it is a little, it, like it fits me on the waist fine, but it's a little bit big on the chest area. So I could fit into a medium on the waist where the chest area wouldn't be so loose. The orange dress that you may have seen in my stories, that one fits me like a glove. I And it's a large. So I could probably go an extra large, but then it wouldn't fit me in the chest because it is a little bit snug in the waist. But like I said, you just got to pay attention to the size chart. Uh, It is different for every item and it's just not a blanket uh, across the board on everything that they sell on their website. Before I get to the main topic, one of the last things that I want to talk about is items that I am currently loving, and it's a hair product. It's two. So I miss my hairstylist so much. Her name is Abby. She was the best when I was in North Carolina. She always did my hair. She did my highlights, and they always came out amazing. And she used to give me some, like, hair tips uh, also with, like, how dry my ends can get, especially with all of the bleach and dyeing of my hair. So she she had recommended Olaplex. And I got, like, the number three and the number seven from her. And I've always loved those products. They work great. I actually have a little bit of the oil still, the number seven. But then I was listening to, I don't know if it was like a story or a podcast, but someone was talking about Olaplex number four and five being amazing for hair so that, you know, like if you have a lot of breakage in your hair or it's like constantly falling out, I shed like crazy. And when you look at me, I have like little antennas on my hair because it's growing back but yeah like my hair either breaks or it falls out constantly my like it's been like this for years like my husband's just like I don't know how you're not bald right now but um yeah it could be a little little um crazy how much I actually lose and I started using the number four, which is the shampoo, and the number five, which is the conditioner, and my hair is actually improving. I feel like the breakage is not really happening. Of course, like I still, my hair still falls out, but you know, it's, I feel like my hair is just like growing back faster, and I've been using 
collagen as well. And the uh, gum, I've been using gummies, the hair, nails, skin gummies. And I think with all three of those combined, my hair is in much better shape than it was two months ago. So I definitely recommend that. And let's face it, I mean, I'm almost 40. When I was in my 20s, my hair, even though it used to fall out a lot still back then, um, my hair was so full and voluptuous. But then I was getting close to my 30s and I noticed that my hair was thinning a little bit and it sucked, but I, I've been just dealing with it since my late my late uh, 20s. And now that I'm approaching 40, I feel like my hair is even more thin. So that sucks, but it's the, you know, it's part of the aging process. My hair is never gonna be what it was when I was in my 20s. It's always gonna be thinner in each decade. It's actually grayer too. <laughs> Um, I have so much gray hair. I'm probably maybe 40, maybe, yeah, I think maybe 40, not 50% gray. So the, the dyeing is constant. I'm always having to dye my hair every two weeks, but I try to push it every three weeks. I'll put something in my hair that kind of hides the gray if I can, but... Like I said, it's part of the aging process and I just need to embrace it. I mean, I'm here, I'm in my 40s, I'm alive, I'm well. Just embrace the best version of me in my 40s and that's with 40% grays and thinner hair, but still people consider my hair thick even though I think it's thinner. And I'm also certain that the constant dyeing of my hair does not help. It kills hair follicles. But I'm probably just going to keep dyeing my hair until maybe five years from now, maybe closer to my 50s. I haven't decided yet. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to dye my hair gray and then do brown highlights. Sounds like a like an idea. I think that would be like my mature look. So that's coming eventually. Okay, so we're finally going to get into the topic that I named this podcast episode. And it's the trends for spring 2022. Hey guys, also, if you hear my husband, I'm sorry, I he's just loud naturally when he's talking to people I'm that's why people love his voice so much because it's just loud and it's got conviction behind it he's a different person than I am and it like we have thin walls and he's in the kitchen and I'm in my room and it sounds like he's right here I can hear him through my headphones so spring trends for 2022 I've seen so many, and I'm going to just name a few of my favorites. We're going to talk about the Western look. Guys, you cannot deny 
the cute trends for Western look that are going on right now. I am noticing that this spring Western look has been hitting hard. And I don't know if it's because I'm in Texas and the rodeo is going on to like the 20th of March. I've been seeing a lot of Austin bloggers talking about what to wear to the rodeo, which I've only been to one time in my life. I was like, I think it was in middle school. I haven't been in a very long time. And I'm here. I'm here near Austin. Um, I know they have one in San Antonio. I guess they have one in Houston. That one might be the biggest one. And I don't know if they have one in Austin, but definitely in San Antonio. So influencers are sharing Western looks for this. But, I mean, I think outside of the rodeo, Western chic is a very big thing. And I have put together a few looks that I'm going to release for the week that are feminine but western because that's just who I am. I love girly things. I mean some girls put together really nice western looks with like t-shirts. Not really my thing but they have the t-shirts and they have like the skirts and the boots and the actual cowboy hats. I don't own a cowboy or cowgirl hat. I just own like these fun hats that you can just wear any time of the year that are um felt material and I bought two new ones from Altered State. I got a pink one and a green one for St. Patrick's Day which is coming up 22 days and then for cowboy boots I've seen a few. The ones that I have they're white because they're very trendy right now. White boots are all the rage I got those on Amazon for, I want to say like 50, a little over $50. And I've seen them, I think I saw some at Good, Ma- Good Night Macaroon for like 100 and something. I'm pretty sure that the quality is better. I don't know. I think for the trend, the boots that I got from Amazon work just fine. They also have like an off-white one. They have pink ones. They have other colors as well, black, brown. You think of it, they have it. So usually with trends, I'm always hesitant to, like, I always want to see if it's going to be something that's going to keep going or it's going to die the same year. I want to say some trends, like the Birkenstocks, I I can only think of that being really trendy for one year. I see Birkenstocks still, like the rubber ones, but they're, I mean, they're around, but They're not super on trend. The shackets, I was hesitant because it was just like a very relaxed, grungy 90s kind of way to wear them. But I've seen girls dress it up really cute and feminine and then I was sold. Same thing with the tie-dye. When it first came out, which, you know, I think that trend only lasts like two years. I don't even think it's a trend anymore, really. But... It was more like relaxed fit. Colors were just like basic. And then they came out with like the fun, pretty, feminine, cotton candy, tie-dye. I was sold. I, I bought into that for sure. So this Western look, I think it's gonna be here for a couple of years. I think investing in some boots is a good idea. And I mean, you could 
You can do anything. You don't. It doesn't even have to be a Western look. You can wear them with skirts. You can wear them with dresses. You don't have to be 100% Western to wear those boots. Now the next thing that I'm looking for is a fringe jacket. I think that would be so much fun. So I'm totally here 100% for the Western girly look. And tulle dresses, guys, around Valentine's Day, it was all about the tulle dresses, not tulle skirts, tulle dresses. They were so cute. I was seeing them on various bloggers in different settings and different looks. And I mean, I'm just really vibing with it because I love tulle. I was thinking about getting one on Amazon, but we're past the Valentine's Day, and I'm wondering if it's still going to be very relevant for spring. I'm waiting to see that. I'm pretty sure it'll go away during the summer, but then when fall hits again, you'll probably see it in like darker colors. So I'm here for the tulle dress trend, and if it doesn't come back this year, it's definitely going to be back in next February excited for that. The oversized maxi dresses is definitely a thing that has been trendy for like the past year and I was never really on board with it. I would see it and I'm just like "Mm," you know like it kind of looks like something from like the early 1900s and or like Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) I just could not be on board and They've actually come out with some really cute ones. Like I styled the one from Target and I have another one that I styled last fall. And yeah, I I mean, I think those are really cute. You just have to find the right one. So I think that's another trend for spring that you're going to be seeing a lot of. And since we are talking about spring how about those straw bags they are so cute I got mine the newest one from Target that I love that I keep showing because it's just so dang cute I saw that one actually on another blogger one of my favorite bloggers I think it was Loverly Gray and I was like I have to have that bag when I was home in San Antonio I was looking for it and it wasn't there. Before I went to San Antonio, I was looking for it at my Target. And then I went to another Target, a bigger one, and it wasn't there either. But then when I came back from San Antonio, I went back to my Target. And I wasn't like looking for it, but it was there. There was two of them. I bought one of the last ones. I am obsessed with it. And I have the ARC bag, the half moon shape one. The one that um, is a dupe of of a designer one that's made of bamboo. That one is still relevant. The round straw bag from a couple years ago. I have that one too. I still see that one. Anything that's straw and spring looking. I mean, you can accessorize with those bags to elevate a cute look for spring. I bought a romper from Pink Lily that I still haven't tried on yet and it's getting late so I'm not going to do a story today but hopefully soon I will try it on and 
share it with you guys. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the trends that I can think of that are trendy right now for spring. Let me know what your favorite trend is for spring. Leave it in a comment. Comment on my podcast. Don't forget to rate it. Give me a lovely rating and then leave a comment on what your favorite spring trend is. And I'm not going to talk about the glass of inspo this episode because I was talking about the Olaplex earlier and I highly recommend it. I'll share it on my stories as I always do. Next week, I will be going to see my mom and my brother is actually going to be there. We're going to go see my dad, actually. My uncle had passed away last weekend, so we're going to go be with family. So I don't know if I'll be able to sit down and record a podcast. I'll be hanging out with my brother and my sister, and we'll see. We'll see if I make time for it. It's going to be a busy week for me and a short one, of course. As always, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to keep up with it because next cycle in March, when we pick up students, it's going to be a full throttle, not like the past couple of pickups. So it's going to be insane. Anyway, thank you for joining. Don't forget to rate and review and I'll talk to y'all next time. Cheers. Cheers.